Hey Calvary, this is Patrick Sebecki on the weekly podcast, the podcast that seeks to connect Sunday with the life Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm hosting while Jay Ewing is on sabbatical this summer. He comes back soon. And actually, we're going to be taking a break uh, in the later parts of July and for August just as a summer break is part of the weekly rhythm. So thanks for listening. Today, we're sitting down and talking with Pastor Tom out here at the Boulder campus about something kind of special, something that's a little, we just haven't talked about it and are excited to do that. So Tom, thanks so much for coming on the weekly with me. I'm excited to do kind of a special episode with you today. My pleasure to be here, Patrick. You said the weekly ties Sunday to Monday through Friday. What do we do Saturday? Oh, good point. <laughs> We're going to do Saturday too, right? Yeah, yeah Monday okay. through Saturday. Okay, good. You're right. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be with you today. Thanks. So you approached me the last time we did the weekly together, and you said, hey, the Surgeon General just came out with this announcement about loneliness, and I'd love to talk about it. Do you mind explaining kind of what was on your mind? Oh, yeah. I forget what we were talking about at that time about a month ago, but last month the Surgeon General uh, issued a report to say that there was a new epidemic facing people in the United States, a health epidemic. And um, he said that loneliness poses a health risk as serious as smoking to people in the United States. And I just found it amazing that after the close of the pandemic, there's a new epidemic on the minds of those who are in our government, and it's the loneliness of people, which is a very... um, you know, it was sad, and it's interesting that it's identified by the Surgeon General as a problem facing our nation, but it really shouldn't be a big surprise in a sense. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it's on their radar. I don't know whether they have the right solutions for the problem, though. Yeah, have you, like, seen or heard what some of their solutions are? Um, well, not surprisingly, they tie a good bit of the present dilemma about loneliness to the pattern that was created during the pandemic of people Mm. moving into isolation, Uh, people moving. And when you move, you lose your sense of connection. And there've been a lot of transition. Um, We've always been a fairly transient society, but a lot of people have moved in the last uh, years because of the pandemic or other reasons in work, et cetera, retiring. And when you move, you uproot all of your connections and you make have to make new ones. And some people have a hard time doing that. There's also been a just a colossal change in the way we communicate with each other over the last decade. And uh, people have become proficient at social media and the internet, but have become impoverished in the way that they communicate interpersonally with people. Mm. And um, it just moved people into a, a faux community uh, online, but an isolation individually. And people are just losing their personal connections with other humans. And um, as a consequence, th- th- those were some of the causes that uh, Surgeon General suggested. And yeah. it's obvious to see that that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think of even just my own moving in the city of Boulder. I I think finally after living in one place for two years down in South Boulder, we finally managed to make one 
friend who's a neighbor yeah who hasn't moved away yeah there's been a couple connections we've made and then they've moved yep and so now there's one couple that my wife and i have been able to befriend and actually build a relationship nice that's good but it it speaks to just how difficult it is it can be yeah Uh, add to that the uh, surge in autonomous individualism that is part of the cultural value Mm. Um, I will define who I am and I will be my own person. Everybody who says that wants to be validated by others, but uh, some of the choices that are being made about who I am are not being as equally validated by others. And so Mm. there's just this tendency to be isolated and um, we, we all need other people in our life. And when we don't get that, then we tend to retreat into greater isolation and then the problem continues. So I don't know what um, w- what the Surgeon General would define as w- how broad the scope is, but it's big enough that it's now a health crisis. Yeah. And I, I'm glad to know that it's being identified. I don't know how people will answer it without the Lord. Um, some of the Surgeon General's suggestions were you join a club, call a friend, you know, reach out to people, and those are all fine. But I think this, the root of the problem comes from people who don't really understand um, what it means to be human. I'm so glad we're going to do three weeks on humanity starting in July. But being human is being relational, and God made us that way. He made mm-hmm. us to be wired. That's why um, um, he made us in his image, interpersonal, and he, he made us for relationships. And um, ad- additionally, that image in us uh, is broken, so we don't have good relationships as, as well as we ought to, and we tend to be self-protective. But uh, part of what it means to be a Christian in the community, to know Christ, is to have a personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that takes the whole religious experience to be more than a perfunctory list of do's and don'ts. It's really a relationship with God himself. And God says that he created all mankind. He created us for him. By by him, he created us for him. It's really amazing. In his image, by him, for him. And if you don't have as your sort of jumping off point, your foundational principle that my life is for God, I exist for the glory of God. I am not my own. I'm bought with a price. You are not your own. You belong to God. If that's where you begin then the greatest relationship that from which all other relationships emerge is I know God, I know what he's like, I have a relationship with his son Jesus, he's forgiven my sins, and now I know what my greatest command in all of life is, to love God and love others. So the Christian has the antidote for this health crisis going on in the United States, and I, I have a great dream that the church, like Calvary Bible Church, would be the answer for people that, that they would come, know that they belong to God through faith in Jesus and that the call in their life is to love others. Yeah. I, I love that. The, just the inherent relationality of that, of like, it's so personal that we were made not with ourselves at the center of everything. I think that's just the tendency of individualism is Absolutely. like, it's very, uh, atomized in terms of, 
okay, I, I get that I, I am the person I need to watch out for. But even that the Christian story begins with, no, God created you for himself. That there's this relationship that happens before anything else. There's a relationship with God that happens. Yeah. And it's a God who is before anything relational in himself. Yeah, I think oh, that's such a helpful category to even start with and to think of like that God even doesn't just save one person, but actually is saving group a group of people called yep. the church. Yep. Like he didn't just call Peter, he called the disciples. Yep. And sent them on mission together. Absolutely. And he built a community of people and told them to be in relationship with each other, to love each other, serve each other, pray for each other support each other, encourage each other. All the one and others of the Bible are really designed to build an infrastructure of relationship with people mm-hmm. where we can love each other. Now, we're not all wired the same way. Some of us are introverts. Yeah. I'm, I'm a trained extrovert. <laughs> I, I'm, I would prefer probably to be <laughs> introverted, but I'm not allowed to, to be that in my work and in my life. Um, but you, do, you definitely need to have friends in your life that you're connected to. And friends come, friends go, um, relationships change. And sometimes I've, I've seen with older people uh, my age and beyond that they go through the cycle of their life, that they're raising their kids and they have friends who are their kids' parents' age. Mm-hmm. And then they finish their work career and they move out of the, all the associations they've had in their work career. And if they don't have another category of relationships... Um, mm. They can become in, um, you know, isolated and, oh. and on their own. And uh, some people stop working at making friendships, and loneliness oh. is the result of it. Or they've tried, and you know, they've been hurt. We've all been hurt in relationships. People have let us down, and we said, "Well, I'm not going to open up my heart anymore to, to people, and I'm going to just be on my own." And that's no way to live, but. It, it's a safer way to live where you don't get hurt by people that you entrust yourself to. And consequently, I think a lot of people are um, would prefer to be isolated on their own. Safe rather than happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think of even the, that, that idea that we're, we're just so averse to taking the risks of making a relationship in which we could get hurt mm-hmm. in, in, and probably have evidence to back up the fact that friends hurt us. I think we all learned that in elementary school. Yep. You know, it's just something that happens. Absolutely. And so we, we trade the risk of that for the safety of, okay, I know I'm not going to get hurt, but I think what people miss out on is you lose the joy that God designed for us to have in those friendships. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. People are, um, you know, don't want to reach out sometimes because of what's happened in the past and everybody's so transient. And mm. so it, it creates a little bit of a cycle. Yeah. But my my answer, I think, is, or my hope for our church is that the church actually can become the place where relationships can be established and in a, an environment of safety and the church should be the friendliest place that you could be in a week that you come into church. We, we sometimes say that at, at church, it should be the friendliest place on Sunday morning mm. anywhere in the community is that when you come into the church, oh, this is a safe place for me to be and connect and make relationships. And we're always calling our members 
uh, and friends, attenders of Calvary, to, you know, take another step, step into this group. It's funny, the inspector or, or the surgeon general said, um, join a group. You know, that's the way to not be lonely. Join a group. He's just doing free publicity for our life groups. Well, it's possible. <laughs> but but it is the, you know, you, the way to to uh, feel not disconnected is to connect somewhere. And, mm. and um, the church is a great place to do it because of the love of God that's there. Yeah, it starts with this other centeredness that we're called to that we don't exercise perfectly, but in stark contrast to the self-centeredness of our culture, it's, it's radical. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Man, I think, I think that's really, and and even pressing into that more, I, I see that so much in the ministry of Jesus. We were just talking before about how I think one of the most powerful notes in the scriptures for me about friendship is Jesus in the, over the last supper conversation in the gospel of John, he starts, he starts the conversation by washing their feet and then giving this command. You should love one another as I have loved you by this love will all people know that you're my disciples. And then two chapters later in chapter 15, he says, and no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. Yeah. Nice. And it's just this beautiful picture of Jesus inviting us into friendship with him. It's this, this loving, unconditional friendship where he just delights in us and we get to delight in him. And it's an others centered service where we're willing to be the servant of all even. And I would say, especially our friends, like that's the picture. And even the, the image I've hoped to cultivate in my own ministry and students with the leaders and in my personal life group Mm. that we would be people who are with and for each other, even if we're a little spread out geographically. Sure. That's the way it it just is these days, but to be able to show up and be there and care for one another. Yeah. So Jesus is a, he's a friend. What a Mm. friend we have in Jesus is great old hymn Mm. said he was friendly to people. He welcomed them in. And that's, um, you know, that's what a Christian, I, I just think about the, the plight of our world, that people are lonely, they're anxious, many of them are depressed. There, there's just such a ripe opportunity for people who love God to love others and to welcome them in and really rescue them from this, if you could say, this new health crisis, yeah. uh, an epidemic of people being totally lonely. And, you know, the church has the answer. It, it's it's found in Christ. And I think even that's that can be, I, I we don't want to get caught up in we, we worship Jesus, we befriend Jesus so that we can avoid this health crisis. No, 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 no. That, that's not the point. The point is not to avoid loneliness. The point is to live in the way we were designed. But it, because we were designed that way, it does answer the health crisis. Yeah. It solves the problems we have because God made us that way. Yep. Which I think is, it's just sweet to be like, okay, we're not saying Christianity is the answer to loneliness. Therefore you should be a Christian. We're saying Christianity is the answer to human life. Mm. Therefore you should be a Christian yeah. and you'll avoid loneliness. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Jesus 
came into the world to uh, to love sinners right where they are, right where they were, and uh, sin has a way of making us feel isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we all tend to be on our own, mm-hmm. and uh, w- you know, when we fall farther away from God, we we turn in on ourselves, mm-hmm. and um, you know, self focus, as you said earlier, is the the root cause of not connecting with other people well yeah and the christian ethic is really i I love that these problems that are being faced in the world the answer to it is is none other than jesus (laughs) loving him being like him (coughs) excuse me living like him in the world where you have others in your frame of reference and um you know i'm really hopeful that there'll be a turning in our world and culture and city and so you know we look around Boulder, Erie, Thornton, the places that we are as a church and say, okay, where in our city are we likely to find people who are lonely? Um, you know, it could be right on the campus. It, yep. it could be in a neighborhood where a divorce has just happened and someone's going through um, a, a crisis and they really feel alone. Mm. Uh, it could be in senior centers where... You know, people have lost their spouse, they're alone in assisted living, and they feel like everything that was familiar is gone. There's just all these opportunities and places, nooks and crannies around the city where people are all by themselves. And that's why I'm glad, you know, to the point of this whole uh, podcast, what what do we learn on Sunday that Monday through Saturday we can go out and live it out? It's hopefully that we would go out and say, okay, there's lonely people out there who really need just to be acknowledged that they're alive, that they're there, and that they matter to God. Yeah. And wouldn't it be great if we had in our mind, Calvary Bible Church, I'm, I'm leaving church on Sunday morning, and I'm going to encounter, if the stats are true, and there are people who have a health risk that they are alone, God, help me intersect with their lives. Help me see who they are. Help me to be aware and not to be so focused on my own life that I can't see them and then uh, befriend them. Yeah. You know, just just be the presence of Christ to them. Yeah. yeah. And I think of even one of the things me and my other young adult friends tend to talk about is the price of housing that is around us currently. Because it's just something that concerns all of us. I mean, it concerns everyone. But just being new new and young families, looking for homes, looking for larger places as our families are expanding. And one of the things a friend brought up this week is one of the, one of the factors that's driving up the price of housing is the amount of people who are living alone. Oh. Especially people who are living alone in single family homes. Mm. That There's just there's a growing percentage of single family homes and it's projected in the next 20 years to be the majority of single family homes will have only one person living in them. Really? And so it's just like, it was this unconnected statistic about real estate prices. Yeah. Figure out a way to get you into one of those homes with them. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, Oh, we should just get one of them to adopt my family. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you, if you know someone, yeah, t- <laughs> yeah, you can have the basement. Exactly. That'd yeah. be, be bigger than our condo right now. I'm sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and uh, divorce yeah. has contributed a lot to people, yeah. uh, again, being segmented, splintered off, losing 
former connections that were part of a of a life, and uh, th- there's just so many um, sickness. Yeah. It's interesting that the Surgeon General's point about the loneliness epidemic is that it has health benef- health um, liabilities, yeah. consequences to physical health if you're alone and lonely and not not well connected. So it's going to be exacerbated over time if the loneliness is not addressed, that yeah. there'll be other health issues associated with it. So, you know, it's a great opportunity. We yeah. live in a great time. It really is. We live in a time where people are trying to be autonomous and proud of their independence. And at the same time, it's a double-edged sword that people feel very lonely. The only answer is the one God's given us. Yeah. And even just the the self-destructive nature of loneliness and that, that autonomy of wanting to be free of all obligations, all restraints is actually turning out to be something that's, that's killing you. Yep. Which is just striking. It feels so countercultural and so opposite of how we just tend to think as Americans yep. to say, Oh, it actually would be the best thing for you to tie yourself up in commitments to other people. And it would, it could actually promote really good health. Yeah, and you hope all of these relationships that you try to push people to, like we're doing at the church, yeah. you know, step into this. Um, it, it isn't a burdensome thing. It's like a very yeah. reciprocal way that you love others and yeah. you're loved back. We, we want the church to be a place where you can be as you are, mm. loved and love. Yeah, Be loved and love in, in a community, a small group, um, a, a collection of people that you meet with together that you can experience that. Yeah. I even, this is kind of parallel to this conversation, but that's why I even appreciate the Calvary practices membership Mm. and the way that we've talked about membership is it's, it's summed up in the word commitment. It's the church's commitment to you and your commitment to the church Mm. to say that we're in this, we're in this place to be on God's mission together. That's right. And I, I've just really appreciated that in just terms of like we're I think we're acknowledging something that's really important about humans is that how we we thrive in commitment to one another that's right and we get to see that like that blossom in beautiful ways that we get to invite others into like we're not just a social club we're not the Boulder Country Club that has a a five-year waiting list we're just welcome and ready to receive new people into the, our spaces, yep. into our places. Yep. Yeah. And That's great. I just, I have really appreciated that. Yeah. It's interesting that um, associated with this survey and study, um, I listened to a TED Talk, and the point of the TED Talk was that the number one goal that we have is to be happy. And, you, you know, when your number one goal is to be happy, you yourself be happy, um, you're going to be frustrated a lot. <laughs> if your number one goal is to know God, love God, glorify God, um, it, it gives more definition to what it means to be happy. Mm. In other words, the people who want to be happy, um, they're in this crazy pursuit of all things possible. And if you're lonely, but you want to be happy, then invariably you turn in on yourself. And that's why we see very rampant um drug and alcohol abuse or a desire for 
pleasure, sometimes anonymous pleasures that just don't even have um, the the relational commitment that's necessary the way God designed. And you end up with greater isolation, mm. and you just are spinning your wheels to be as happy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Well, life isn't always happy, mm. but if you... If, if the grounding of your life is, I love God and I love Christ, then if my day is happy, I'm, I'm good. If my day is bad and troublesome and I, I'm suffering, I can still love God in my suffering and know that I am not alone. I mean, it really comes down to this. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You're not alone. If you know Christ, you are not alone. You're, you have Christ, you have the indwelling of the Spirit, and God willing, you're connected to a group of people who are similarly committed to God and Christ. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we were wrapping up, I would say take a step in. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're feeling like you're lonely, there, there are probably lonely people at the church who come into church. I, I know that that's true. And I would just say take another step forward. But I would say if you're a part of a church following Christ, you're going to be a different percentage of statistic here in the church than is out in the world because you understand what it is to be in relationship with God and with others. And that's what we hope for you, Calvary. Yeah. Oh, man. Tom, thank you so much for this time today, even just to discuss, take take a minute to step kind of outside the normal rhythm of the weekly and talk about this big, this big thing that yeah. the culture's talking about, at least the surgeon general's talking about. That's right. And yeah, take some time to think about how does Jesus, how does the gospel, how does God actually address these problems? Happy to do it before we even knew we had them. Yep. Ah, thank you so much, Tom. Okay. As always, you can find more information about Calvary and Calvary's ministries at calvarybible.com. You can pick on the location that's nearest to where you are, and you can continue to listen to the weekly where we connect Sunday to Monday through Saturday. There you go. So that you can live life in relationship with Jesus and with those around you. Thanks for listening, Calvary.